the meme. Chase that dream, not the meme. Chase that dream, not the meme. Welcome to Dreams Not Memes Podcast. Hello, everyone. This is another episode of Dreams Not Memes. I'm here with my friend Sarah. Sarah is Canadian-born, also has lived in Germany, and is a fashion professional who's new to the fashion industry. Today, we're going to talk to Sarah about fashion and being an entrepreneur. How's it going? I'm good, thanks. How are you? Anytime, anytime. So what came first, your love for fashion or the idea of becoming an entrepreneur? Um, I think my love for fashion came first, and I honestly think it started from when I was a little kid. I just remember that my mom would always buy my clothes for me when we were younger, of course. And I would just get so mad at her for picking out what she picked out because I would never like it. And I think it just started to grow and grow and grow. And then once I moved to Germany when I was nine and going to international school, seeing kids from all over the world dress so differently and then also combining a style, I think it just fostered in me and it kept developing. And um, I think that's what kept going. Gotcha. No, no, that's completely real. Especially going to like international school because like you're seeing people from different areas of the world and your idea of fashion diversity is very obvious to you immediately. So I definitely hear that. Yeah, exactly. And it's just really interesting also seeing everyone's traditions and how they bring in their like culture into their style. And then we all adapt a similar trend as well altogether. Um, and then leaving, coming back to Toronto as well fashion changed as well and it's super different so it's just so interesting how every culture and country that you go to that fashion is so different everywhere true true what were some of the first fashion styles that really like climbed out out at you um when I was younger do you want to say like now either or it's up to you um When I was younger, for sure, like colors. I don't know why, but when I was younger, I loved wearing all one color too. So I'd wear like uh, like hot pink cords and like a pink um, baby pink top on top. And I find that now in fashion, so many people do matching sets for like all one color, which is just interesting to see now. Um, and then I always find that everything comes back into style. So like my dad would always say when he would see me get ready in the morning, oh, I used to wear those all the time when I was a kid. And everything just keeps recycling through and through. And like now we're back to baggy jeans, you know, and we were had a skinny jeans phase and now we're back into baggy things. So I just think it's really interesting that styles always constantly recycling, but there's always like a different twist to the modern um, times that it's in right now. True, true, true. I definitely understand that. So how did you start the idea of your fashion business? Like how did that come to fruition? So I was in school um at Queen's studying psychology and I think I was in third year and I was having a super hard time um I was just super unhappy super anxious um I went home a lot like back to Germany throughout the school year um and I just was like super unhappy and I really couldn't put my pinpoint on why exactly obviously there were other events occurring in my life but I couldn't pinpoint exactly why I was feeling this way so I went to therapy and throughout therapy I figured out that fashion is my passion and that's what I'm meant to be doing because it's truly what makes me happy um and so I think I decided to ignore (laughs) ignore that uh for the last year of school because I was just going to finish out psych and I graduated and then COVID hit so it was really hard to find a job and I was looking for jobs in psych you know I just pretended that fashion didn't exist um 
And so I couldn't find a job for a long, long time. And then I just wanted to move out. So I got a job as a nanny because I have a lot of um, previous experience in childcare. So I was like, I'll just be a nanny for now, you know, make some money. Um, it wasn't my favorite thing to say the least. Um, and so I quit. And while I was quitting in the last few weeks that I was working, I just realized that I shouldn't be doing this. And fashion is what I'm meant to be doing with my life. And that's what makes me happy. And so I applied to fashion schools for the fall. Um, and then I started to teach myself how to design. I bought a sewing machine. I taught myself how to sew, make outfits. And then applying for fashion school, I had to make um, a portfolio. So I made outfits, designed clothes. Um, and I just realized it was something that I'm super into and I love doing it. And it's always something that I've gotten compliments on. So my friends would always say, oh, Sarah has the best style or Sarah has the best closet. Or I would take like unique uh, a trend or like a basic trend and put my own twist on it mm. or like find some a piece of clothing that's different but still on the trend. And so I the money that I raised or worked for when I was a nanny, I used it to rewards my fashion business. And I just realized that being an entrepreneur is something that I would love doing and like the nine to five job just isn't for me. And when I was sitting down in job interviews in the in the like past year for psych. I just hated it. I was like, why am I, I know this is the only way you do it. You know how to get a job. You apply, you do your resume, you do an interview, but I just hated it. I was like, what do I, why, what am I proving to these people who are interviewing me? They know nothing about me except my answers to these questions. Like how does that prove anything to them or if they like me or not? It's just, I just found it <laughs> ridiculous, but obviously that's the way it is right now. And that makes sense, obviously. But I just realized that I just really want to be my own boss. I'm like stubborn and independent. And Bad Boys came about. The name just popped into my head. I honestly don't really know where it came from. But I just feel like a bad boy, what it resembles is someone who's confident, independent, a bit edgy. Um, someone who doesn't care what other people think, which is what I love. And that's something I stand for and I'll go by it as well. Um, and so I wanted to create a clothing brand and see how it goes, you know, like this isn't necessarily what I want to have my brand be currently in the future, but which is why I want to go to design school, obviously, because I want to further my skills and learn how to do a bunch of different things and make my business even better, or even start a new business. But um, yeah, it just came about, I guess. And I was like, I'm just going to do it. And I just went for it. I mean, sometimes the, the best ideas come when you realize that you're at a wall. And I really like the fact that you mentioned that the nine to five complex didn't make much sense. And like, the reality is it, it doesn't. I mean, I, and I'm not saying that, like, you know, to to sound, you know, rebellious. It's the fact that most selection processes aren't exactly job relevant. They're really just because some consultant said so, and they didn't really have like a any level of empiricism to it. But that being beside the point, the fact that you were able to find that, you know, working a nine to five is not going to fulfill you or help your journey or help what you love is is the really big point here that I think a lot of people forget to do. And I would like to talk more about Bad Boys and your vision in the next half of this uh, podcast. Quick message. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Dreams.Memes. Please make sure to follow Dreams.Memes Podcast on your preferred streaming channel or on Instagram at Dreams.Memes Podcast.
To support Dreams Not Names podcast, feel free to contact me at adaywithoutlove at gmail.com for advertising or sponsorship opportunities. Now, let's get back to the show. All right, now we're back. So, how would you describe bad boys, like, in terms of fashion category? Like, is it streetwear? Is it sportwear? Is it going out to the nightclub wear? Is it, like, COVID future wear? I don't even know what that looks like. <laughs> but what, what is it for you? Um, right now, for me, I think I wanted to create a combination of two things. So streetwear and also cozy streetwear almost so it's like casual and comfy but you can also dress it up um and do it streetwear style and I think also I found that I would throw on another pair of hoodie another pair of sweats and hoodie every day in COVID and I just feel so gross about myself and people don't realize I think sometimes that fashion has such an impact on you every single day like what you choose to wear impacts your whole mood and everything so I just felt so gross so I was like I want to create something that you can still wear at home and also out that makes you feel good about yourself and that's going to like make you want to take on the day and like you can style it up or you can style it down and do whatever you want with it surely surely I'd like to talk about development and, and getting back to the nine to five complex so without a doubt jobs can be draining for people because there's this gap between what you know what you don't know what the job's giving you and what the job doesn't know or care about you and then there's like a lot of tension right You Mm -hmm. saw that very early in your life, like post-college, and now you're chasing what you want. What is it that you hope to gain when going to school for training in the fashion industry, since you mentioned that? Um, So right now, I would say, yes, I taught myself how to sew and use a sewing machine. I taught myself how to design. Um, But I feel like it's at a basic level, and I want to learn to develop those skills. I also want to take, like, business courses as well because I've never studied business before and and marketing and that's a huge part of a brand and I think people don't realize you can be an amazing designer and have amazing clothes but if you don't have that business side and that marketing side you know your brand's never going to get out there you're never going to get the exposure that you obviously want to get and probably deserve because you're so talented so I'm just looking to gain more of those skills and just um, develop those skills for future yeah yeah and what's your forecasted goal for Bad Boys? Because you, you did mention, like, that's what it's called now. Like, do you plan on going, like, Bad Boys Toronto, Bad Boys Germany, Bad Boys US? Call it something different. Like, what's, what's, what, what do you forecast? Um, I think when I'm in fashion school, uh, cross my fingers, <laughs> I think that um, the brand will develop. And I'm not 100% sure I want to keep... I love the name. Don't get me wrong, Bad Boys. And I love everything that encompasses. And I think it's amazing. But for me, it's a starting, you know, like a little starting point. And eventually, maybe it'll develop into a new brand or because I want to diversify. I don't want to just do like crew necks and sweatpants. Like I want to do all types of different clothing, but that's what I need to go to school for too, to learn all those things. Um, I also want to do something with my brother, uh, have a fashion company and brand with my brother because we've both been into fashion our whole lives. And I think I also see him like learning after he's, cause he's two years older than me. So he's had jobs and everything. So 
I see him as well not being fully passionate about what he's doing. And I know that he loves fashion and so do I. And I think we'd make a super good team together. And I know it's like being an entrepreneur is a huge risk. And I think it scares a lot of people. Um, you know, my boyfriend said that I could never do what you're doing. It's just such a risk. That's not me. Like I'm such a planner, but I said, Oh, it doesn't matter because it's a risk. And you know, if I fail, it's just a learning lesson and I'm learning so much already. It's an experience and it's not how you fall off the horse. It's how you get back up. That's right. And you know, entrepreneurs have an eagerness to learn about what they love and what are the best ways to go about doing what they love. And also a lot of times entrepreneurs are people that are risk averse and, you know, risk aware, like they're, they're analytical. They have to be analytical. Were you always this way? Or do you think it was the lack of finding desire and what you were pursuing in the first place that was nine to five uh, that led you to saying, you know, fashion's the thing. That's the, that's the thing that's driving me. Um, I don't think I was always like a risk risk taker, like a risk person I never I'm not a huge planner you know I don't like think really far into the future like I try and live in the present as most as possible which is really important but I'm not crazy risky or impulsive like that actually stresses me out but I think just being in nine to five just hating it like having someone else telling me what to do I was just like this I can't do this Mm. and then finding that passion is what fuels me and makes me happy is what drove the risk taking because it doesn't matter to me anymore I'm doing what I love you know, of course I need to pay the bills and everything. And like, I know I can succeed, but it was a desire for fashion that definitely drove that. Gotcha. I'd like to talk about fashion and, and Canada. So I know that Canadian, well, the Canadian government often funds like musicians. Does the Canadian government fund people in the fashion industry at all? Um, I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I know when you're starting a small business, you can, um, apply for grants, mm-hmm. but I'm not exactly sure about, uh, the fashion industry specifically and professionals in the fashion industry. Gotcha. So like, you know, there's different cities in the U S as well as the world where we think fashion, um, what is it like in Toronto? Cause I know Toronto is a huge, huge city. Um, So I honestly haven't experienced Toronto outside of COVID because I, after I graduated, COVID was already hit um, Mm -hmm. when we were graduating. So I haven't lived here and been exposed to fashion, you know, because everyone's in their comfort outfits. But what I've experienced from Canada is that it's so much more casual than Europe. And I remember like dress, like getting ready every day for school and university. And then I would come out and every one would always say Sarah you look so put together and I would just kind of look at them funny because I'm like don't don't we all dress like this you know like shouldn't we all like look put together whatever you know like it's just because growing up in Munich that's like that screams fashion to me it's just like we're so dressed up for school you know we're like wearing blouses and like long coats to school like everybody always looks their finest even going to the grocery store everyone is dressed up Um, which I find like, you know, I love being dressed up and put together and everyone looking their best, but also like, I love the comfort of Canada. Sometimes you can just wear sweatpants wherever you want and no one cares, you know, it's just, I think there's like a good, you can get like the best of both worlds. And I just wish sometimes that they were like combined into one place, but you know. I hope for some people COVID, uh, allowed that freedom. Um, you know, I think for the first 
the first seven months of COVID, I did not wear jeans um, because I was like, I'm not going yeah, outside. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, there's no point. There's no point. I have not had a haircut since it started. I've not mm-hmm. shaved since it started, but I still have a concept of fashion and, and doing well for myself. But like, I think fashion, like you said, like it's something that makes people feel good about themselves. But exactly. I think in the same way, it also helps you cope with different times in your life. Like, you know, you go to a wedding, you want to look a certain way. You go to a funeral, you want to look, look a certain way. You go to a birthday party, you want to look a certain way. And you you experience COVID, you also want to look a certain way. Yeah. I mean, there are a lot of brands that have been making new masks and things like that. So that's what I meant mm-hmm. by COVID wear. So I, I really like that you address the idea of trying to intersect dressing up and dressing down in, in, the, in the same place. Yeah, that's why I tried to encompass on Bad Boys too. You know, like I wanted to bring my like Euro style that I have, but also like my Canadianness, my roots, and try and bring it all together into one. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think you can learn so much from like the different styles and different cultures. Um, and I like how you said the coping with different stages in your life. Like I've never thought about fashion that way, and that's so true. And like you always need something new. Or, you know, for like at funerals, you know, you wear black or like if you're going through a hard time, you want to be in sweats or like if you're feeling really good about yourself, you get dressed up. And that's really interesting. I like the way you think about that. Oh, no problem. I mean, if there's anything I've learned from interviewing other people in the fashion industry from this podcast, as well as people in the in the Cosmo industry, is um, there are certain brands that really give people a feeling like... Mm-hmm. Fenty by Rihanna, like there is a certain feeling when, you know, a person puts on Fenty because they're thinking of Rihanna or they're thinking of the vibe it gives them. Yeah. I know for me, like the merch that I create for my, like my music, I never just try to put a day without love on there because a lot of bands do that. And it's just like, you're all, the only people that are going to buy your shirt are the people that know your music. And you have to think a step beyond that. You want to create merch where it creates a feeling that people are going to buy it because they like it and mm-hmm. they either discover your music because of the shirt or they know it because of the music that way there's two feelings happening there same thing with a collaboration like i wouldn't want a, a day without love's bad boys collaboration that just said those words we want to create something that elicits like a common shared feeling that we would create and so yeah. forth and so forth so that's where that idea comes from Mm-hmm. No, it makes sense. It's so true. Like, I think that's so important with branding as well. And a lot of times people buy the person or the feeling over the product. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. 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 What are some challenges that you've had over the past year and change, you know, starting your business? Because let's be real, starting something during this time is not easy regardless but what are some challenges that you've had and that you're still working on or you've overcame? Um, I feel like there's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> like every day there's honestly something new. I'm like, oh, got to figure this one out. Um, I think the biggest challenge that I'm facing right now is exposure. And I think that there's so many brands out there right now, especially with the internet. It's so different because anyone can develop uh, clothing or make clothing, you know, like, Anyone can do it, regardless if you're in fashion or if you're um, like a totally different career path. It's just something that you felt like doing. So I think there's a lot of competition out there. So 
my main challenge is exposure and I'm still working on um how to figure that out um but honestly there's like so many little things that come up every single day so for example so like my crew necks have uh embroidered hearts on them and you can choose your heart color because I wanted to make the brand customizable as well because I always found that if I like something but I want to make it unique or to my own a little bit and make it different then you can choose your own you also feel like you're part of the process of making the product which I think is exciting and so like I iron them on and then I have, and I didn't realize that I have to sew them on because they started falling off. Like there's just so many little things that come up every day that I just have to face. But um, sometimes I get really down about it and sometimes it's hard, but you always just have to realize that you'll figure it out. You know, like I'm such a problem solver. I think growing up in an international environment, you just, and being thrown into a new culture at nine years old, not, not knowing the language or anyone and just knowing my family, like you're kind of faced with so many adverse situations that, um, I think that this helped me, you know, like overcome a lot of things or like figure out solutions to things. And again, that that's a sign of showing the entrepreneur spirit, you know, solving <laughs> problems and making yourself a better version of yourself each day and becoming a master of your craft. I'd like to ask, do you also ship internationally or do you just only work in the world of Toronto right now or Canada rather? Yeah, so I do Canada, the U.S., and I also do some international countries like Germany, the U.K., um, Israel. Uh, there's actually a decent amount of Italy, France. There's a decent amount of um, countries abroad. But um, I knew starting my brand, a lot of people told me to focus on um, just Canada and the U.S., you know, like build my customer base here. But I'm such a stubborn person that I won't listen to anyone except myself sometimes. Um, and so... It just frustrated me because I have so many friends internationally. And also like when I lived in Germany, what if I wanted something, but they didn't ship there? Like that would make me so sad. And it's honestly not as hard as I think people would think to ship internationally. Like, of course it takes longer. There's customs, but it's, it's always something that I wanted to have from the start because I'm so used to living the life of being in a different place or being in a different country. My friends, they're always constantly moving around. Like I always wanted them to have that option to order it. Surely. And, and, you know, coming from the the band experience, I think a lot of people forget that like the only people watching you aren't the people from your hometown. Like when you park when you market yourself on the internet, everyone could be watching. I mean, the whole reason why we met was because someone was watching. Uh, yeah, you know, Leona, you're friends with Leona, and Leona listened to a podcast that I was a guest of, and the person who interviewed wow. me was friends with a guest of mine. And the guest of mine was a friend of mine from college. So this is like That's a crazy. five degree separation <laughs> that led to this podcast. All because of the internet, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, it's So it's just like, you really never know who's listening, who wants to support you, and who wants to have access, you know? Yeah. I'd like to ask, what are some learning curves that you've had or moments of clarity along the way that has really changed you for the better to drive you to wanting to go to school and continue like being part of the fashion industry? Um, so for sure, I would say that I know like I'm not perfect and I know that I have so much to learn in the fashion industry and I know I can teach myself stuff online. I mean, like the internet is insane nowadays. You can learn anything, but I want to learn from those professionals who've done it their whole lives you know like and I want to go to school for that and I think that's what 
pushed me to go to fashion school. And then I think I'm constantly learning every single day. Like there's something that I'm learning every single day, but something huge that I still honestly, I think I'm working on is not to give up. Mm-hmm. And I think in the beginning I had this expectation, which I'm honestly not sure why I think is, I think I had this expectation. Oh my goodness. Like I'm going to sell out right away, you know, but no business starts like that unless you're a celebrity. No business starts like that. You have to start from the ground out, grind, work so hard. And then eventually with a little bit of luck, you know, you get discovered and there you go. And I think it's to do with like our generation having immediate gratification with everything nowadays. Like everything's at our fingertips with our phones. Like we can look up everything. We can find anything. You can order something online. It's just, and I think that's what my brain a little bit realized. So I think I learned, that was a huge learning curve for me, realizing that like you're doing what you're, you're doing what you love. You just got to keep going, you know, like that's okay. You know, orders doesn't, my dad always would always say to me, Sarah, no matter how many orders you get, you've been learning so much. You should be so proud of yourself. You've done so much already. Like orders don't equal success. That's, that's not how you should define success, which I think is so true. And I just keep reminding of myself of that every single day. Um, but yeah, that was a huge learning experience for me. Thank you for sharing that. And it's a reminder in the social media driven world that it's not the numbers, it's the meaning, it's the journey. You know, followers yeah. don't equal success. You know, sales don't equal success. It's being able to share your mission of bad boys or whatever it else it becomes that really leads to us finding value within ourselves and to others. This has definitely been a really good episode of Dreams Not Memes. Is there anyone you'd like to give a shout out to? Um, I just want to say thank you to everyone for all the support. It's been overwhelming, especially friends who I haven't spoken to in years reached out to me, which I just find super special. And thanks everyone for being super proud of me and everyone close to me. Thanks for always pushing me and believing in me because it means a lot to me. Well, thank you. I definitely encourage everyone to support Bad Boys. I know I'll be doing that myself. And this has definitely been a good episode of Dreams Not Memes, and have a good one. Thank you. You too. Thanks for having me. Anytime. Hi, this is Brian from A Day Without Love. Thank you for listening to Dreams Not Memes. I just want you to remember, your dreams matter. If you'd like to support this podcast, email at daywithoutlove at gmail.com for donation information, or follow me for weekly episodes. Thank you for listening and joining my journey. Have a good day.